Hello and welcome to another episode of Wandering Thoughts, which is brought to you by Call Me Limbo. This is David. Um, it's my turn to tell a story, just me. Um, Day and I will be back together next week. We just returned from spending about 10 days together over in the UK. We went to England and to Scotland, and we got to see the 25-year reunion concert of S Club 7. And if you don't know who they are, look them up. Like, look up Never Had a Dream Come True. Um, I bet you'll recognize that song. And it was great, and it was so much fun. It was fun to travel with Day. And it's also really nice to be home. And so I've been thinking a lot lately about what is home to me, or where is home, because I've traveled around. So I've like I've moved around quite a bit. And I normally get this itch to uproot my life every about four years, which I'm in year four of being back in Denver. And I was like, I have been fortunate enough to probably travel more this year in a given year than I have any other um, any other year in my life. And so I'm very fortunate for that. And I feel like I got that itch out where I was like, okay, I just need to I need to go somewhere else. I need to start start anew. And I was like, I was really happy to return back to Denver until I'm looking forward to being here for the foreseeable future. Like, I don't really have any other trips planned other outside of the holidays. And I'm really looking forward to just being here in the community that I want to grow old in. So, um, yeah. So that's what, um, that's what I've been up to. I was thinking about telling some stories just about recent things that have been on my mind. And, one of which was so one of which I talk about I talked about in the last episode with Day that my therapist or no, so Quincy Washington, who was doing interviews on the street for TikTok in outside Buckingham Palace in London, asked Day and I both, like, what was the best piece of advice that you've ever received? And the I couldn't come up with anything. And so, and they talked about um, love and um, go check out the interview because I can't totally remember exactly what he said, even though I was there. But it was definitely about like promoting love and encouraging love um, and leading through love and loving now while, um, while you still can. And it was great. And it got me thinking about what are some pieces of advice that I have received. And... I was thinking about them, and I talked about this with my therapist a little bit, too, and she was saying, you know, it doesn't have to be the greatest. Like, it can just be, like, good advice or bad advice or, like, just a piece of advice. And so I was talking about, like, looking both ways before I crossed the street, and she was like, that's a piece of advice. Like, and I was like, actually, that is a piece of advice. That's helpful. So we talked about looking both ways to consider all sorts of different things. And so then I also started thinking about a few other pieces of advice that I have received. And I wanted to share a few of those that um, that I come up with or that I that I reflected on. So one of them was that like we are all doing the best we can. So I think that that's pretty self explanatory about just um, assuming positive intent. Day actually said to me, 
love now while you can. I think I said that earlier. Um, I was watching a Netflix show, I believe, and they were talking about how in life there are three things that people should have. And the little saying went a little, the saying went a little something like this. Something to do, something to love, something to hope for. And so again, it just got me back to thinking about what are our needs as human beings. And so I think we do like to feel that we have a sense of purpose and that we're contributing to something beyond ourselves um, or the idea of self-sufficiency, the illusion of self-sufficiency. Um, and that and that is the the piece about something to do. And in my mind, that is like, work, like just a regular job, um, and it satisfies one specific need. Hopefully that is, hopefully you are paid enough where that addresses your basic physiological needs. Food, water, shelter, clothing, which is kind of like shelter anyhow. Um, then you think about something to love, and that I would say is is around like the love and belonging phase of of Maslow and um, being in community with one another or something to just like re- a passion project, if you will. Um, and then the last thing about something to hope for, and that to me is around like envisioning a future that is um, better than the current. And I think that that's what we've been missing a little bit in politics too, is we've been missing that visionary inspirational leader who who wants to inspire us to think beyond our present and make the future better for the the next generation. Um, another thing that I actually have on next to my like at home at home workstation is I have a little post-it next to it that says only take on what you can manage. If you can't accomplish something, don't force yourself to take it on. And I think that that's really important to remember is that we have our our limits and it's okay to recognize them and it's okay to say I have to push pause or like I can't I can't take this on right now. It's not a no, it's a not right now. Um I liked that. And then I actually saw a really interesting bumper sticker the other day when I was driving to work. And the bumper sticker, it's funny that I'm seeing inspiration or like pieces of advice or like my therapy assignment. Um in like, just on a bumper sticker of a car. It's kind of funny if you think about it. Um, But I also think like, what we put out there is generally what we receive back. So if we are looking for hope and we are looking for optimism and we are looking for love, I think that that presents itself back to us. Um, If we are looking for misery and despair, um, I think that that also um, attracts similar feelings. Um, And so, yeah, so I was like, even as hard as the world is right now um, with things going on in Palestine and with things happening here too, with continued gun violence, with poverty increasing because things are getting more and more expensive. Like it's not to not believe that those things aren't happening. It's also just to kind of like look for signs of hope to keep going. And so um, 
this bumper sticker, the re- I say all of that, this bumper sticker, I was looking for this and it presented itself to me. And the bumper sticker said, find what you love, love what you find. And I think that that is really important when we think about nouns, <laughs> persons, places, and things. Um, and I think it's so important to like look for people in your life who enrich you and to and who lift you up and oh my god I've been trying to make gas you up a thing and I'm like I need to stop trying to make gas you up happen but yeah have people in your life who like make you feel good about yourself and fill your gas tank how about that and places where you feel safe, where you feel inspired, where you feel like you can just let your guard down a little bit and um, rest, because I think that rest is productive. And then just things. What are the items that we have in our lives that are creating our worldview? What sort of imagery do we have? What sort of signage do we have? So yeah, I just thought that all of these things were really interesting as I couldn't necessarily come up with anything on the spot about the best piece of advice that I've received, but I've like received so much good advice throughout my life and I'm continuing to to receive it. Normally I'm just always dishing it out with pretty much zero credibility, but I um but people still people still indulge me. So yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that since um, that conversation happened or that question was posed to Day and I over in London. And I've also been thinking about like how Delulu is the Salulu. And I know that the kid that's what the kids on TikTok are saying. And so I, in my mind, am just living this delusional fantasy. That, oh, everybody, like, it's not necessarily who I know, it's who knows me. And I just now navigate this world thinking that, oh my goodness, everybody knows me. Like, everybody knows me. And so, for example, about this, when I was at, I went to Noodles and Company for dinner tonight, not a sponsor, um, because I just wanted some chicken noodle soup. I did not get a soda on the side. Um, but they had a coupon, and it was for, like, Buy one entree, get another one, 50%. So I got some chicken noodle soup and I got the Japanese pan noodles. So I ordered the Japanese pan noodles first. And the person taking my order said like, you always get the Japanese pan noodles, don't you? And I said, yeah, I I do. I do always get the Japanese pan noodles. Um and she was like, I thought, and she was like, I thought I recognized you. Like, I knew that, I knew that you, you got the Japanese pandas, that that's the only thing that you got. And it just made me laugh that I was like, I don't ever remember seeing this person. And it's not like I go to Noodles and Company all that often, not a sponsor. And it was just so funny. So I was like, maybe I have in, encountered this person, but I was just like, oh my goodness, it's probably because she recognized my, um, recognized me from my audio only medium this podcast, Call Me Limbo. (laughs) And so it just made me laugh. But again, like, piece of advice, like, Delulu is the Salulu. Like, whatever you tell yourself is what you're going to start to believe about yourself. So if you do tell yourself that you're worthy of love and you're worthy of community and that um, you're a star, like, you start to believe it eventually. 
And you know who else recognized me was when I was coming back um, into Denver, I was going through the global entry line to to come back into the States to be processed through customs. And previously when I've done this, I've had to get my fingerprints taken. So I like did my and for someone who like loves to rage against the security industrial complex um and the surveillance industrial complex, like I sure <laughs> willingly handed over my biometric information in this in this scenario. And <laughs> I laugh because this this organization that I want to be better and I want to be reformed and I want to like respect our privacy. Here I am handing over my, my own like very personalized biometric data. But so previously, like you would just scan your fingerprints and then I believe you had to scan your passport as well and maybe type in your flight information where you were coming in from. And then you would just go through this like automated like door or gate. Well, this time when I was walking in, they just said, like, just walk up to one of these, like, screens. And so I did. As I was walking up, I noticed um, my picture appear on the screen. And then I noticed a green box just immediately surround my face. And so they were like, stand on this particular line. And then um, I just had to stand still. And so then the screen popped up and it said, processing complete. Mind you, I have not put in any details about myself. I also have my glasses on. So I was like, again, another item on my face that would like make me look a little bit different. And it says processing complete. So then I hear this a few seconds later, I hear this, David. And it was the customs officer who was like, come on over here and gave me some like piece of piece of paper, laminated piece of paper that said like I could just go through. And it was so wild to me that I was like, we already have the technology, the surveillance technology, and it's actively being used in our airports to identify us without any other information. And that to me feels scary. And I feel like it needs to, we need to have our legislators start to put some checks and balances on the power of this technology, AI, um, and all of that stuff. And so it was just really, really interesting to me too. And I'd also noticed too, when we went to, um, when we, when we got into London, um, I'd never, the last time I was there, six years ago, I had to talk to a customs officer. They stamped my passport. Well, this time, it was like UK passport holders, US passport holders, and the EU passport holders. And I believe there were a couple other countries, too. You just got to go through, again, these automated kiosks. They scan your passport, they scan your face, and then they just open these doors and let you go through. And it just – it felt really, really powerful. It felt efficient, Um and it also just felt really powerful. And so again, I'm like, what are, what are they doing with this imagery? And then also knowing that like London and the UK are some of the most heavily surveilled, um, places with CCTV, closed circuit television. And so I've always wondered what, um, who's, who's watching, who's watching that or are they watching it in real time? What is this? Um, what's done with this footage? the next day or a week from now or like two weeks or two years or 20 years. Like what, uh, where's this stuff going? And so I don't know. I was like, I've always thought that that was kind of interesting. And then 
The other thing that I've been thinking about lately too, like hard pivot, is that so I my niece was selling these like pastries for her school to raise money. Schools should not have to be fundraising to to fund kids' education. But I thought was wild about this is that I saw another – so a, a Facebook friend of mine was posting that her child was raising money for their color guard, which is like I think in part of a band. And they were selling pastries as well. And they were like – and then my niece was selling these pastries too to fundraise for her elementary school. These pastries were like 14 bucks a piece. So like not cheap. And they're like – they come frozen and you bake them yourself. And – but it got me thinking about like why is it or how is it legal that these this company maybe it's the same one maybe it's a different one or these this company or these companies are able to enlist 6-year-olds as their salespeople to go like door to door and ask people to buy these like frozen pastries because i'm like it's like it's i it's a substantial amount of the full sale goes back to this company that makes the pastries. And then only like a couple bucks, like three or four dollars, maybe, maybe goes to the school. And so I was like, why is it like this does not seem like a great fundraiser? Like, shouldn't we just be giving more money to schools and like education? But yeah, so that's something else that I've been thinking about is like, is this what child labor looks like now? And the last thing that I was thinking about this week is someone was asking or there's been a there's been a lot of conversation around the city about is Denver considered Midwest. So I would be curious to know what you all think is Colorado or is Denver the Midwest. You can let us know at call me limbo pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and threads. Um but 42% of people in this survey said that, yes, they consider Denver to be the Midwest. And so it's interesting. For me, I do consider Denver to be the Midwest because I grew up only three hours from here. So it was closer for us to get here than it was to go to the other end of the state in Omaha. And so I consider this to be the Midwest. It's interesting because I was like, if you expand to the whole state of Colorado, some people were saying, oh, it's Southwest, like Colorado Southwest. I'm like, okay, I can see that. A lot of people were saying it's just West. Um, but for me, the mountains is the divide. And so like anything on the Eastern slope of the mountains to me is Midwest. Anything on the West is West. Um, and so for me, I think that's a little bit more nuanced, but yeah, that's what I've been thinking about too. So, um, yeah, so I think that that's all I've got to say this week. Thank you for listening. Day and I will both be back together next week. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, feel free to share it with a friend. Give us five stars on your platform of choice. It helps us out in the algorithm. You can go on over to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Threads at Call Me Limbo Pod and give us a follow there. Feel free to message us. We love hearing from you. And then if you're able to, we also accept financial contributions to help us offset some of the bills that we have at Call Me Limbo Pod on Venmo, Cash App, and Patreon. There are Patreon benefits. We can tell you a little bit more about that if you're interested too for a monthly subscription fee. But yeah, and I was going to say, I guess like the last piece of advice that I am taking and am giving is stay feral, stay fabulous, stay free.